You're listening to the Drinking with Friends podcast with Dan, Ben, and Mark. This is episode 10, I think. Tonight, we're going to talk about bands and fans and how we feel about our favorite artists. So without further ado, let's get going to the show. We have beer to drink. Woo! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I knocked everything over. I don't know what I knocked over. Okay. Oh, well, you Mark knocked the frisbee was... over. You knocked the musicology frisbee over. <laughs> oh my God. While Mark was doing the intro, Ben took a bottle opener, sniffed it, put it in his butt, sniffed it again, <laughs> tried to get Mark to start laughing, but Mark did not laugh. Mark's no. a true professional. I am a true professional. Yes. Okay, I'll start off with gifts. Oh, gifts. I got oh. Danny something. Oh, thanks, Ben. Oh, look at what that. was the occasion? You know my Legos? They have one for us. Oh, no. I don't know your Legos, no. We don't. Oh, my, my God. Genesis Legos? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. They have Rush. The it's Rush. They call Rush. And I know Mark would get all jealous and get all pissy like, you know, I'm more important here. We got your bottle of vodka. Ooh. Wow. This is fucking awesome, Ben. You have to take a picture of these guys. Bottle. Yeah, so, so I saw them. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" That's so cool. Thank you. Because right. I got my whole Genesis collection. So Ben, I'll tell put my us Genesis about collection this because I've never seen this before. Okay, so there is this uh, thing called the musical brick. Mm-hmm. Really referencing the musical box, which is the Genesis song. So with that said, this gentleman, I think in uh, somewhere in like Taiwan or something, he makes these Legos. And he names them after the Genesis people. So Peter Gabriel will be talking about him a little bit later Genesis tonight. Genesis people. The musician has people. all it these different like a movie. He has the all these different characters people. that he portrays or a, or a, on or stage. A really cool Comic sci-fi book. book. So he the makes Genesis all people. these things. I'm talking here. I'm, I'm talking sorry, here. So who makes what? <laughs> the Genesis people. This guy, uh, the musical brick guy, he makes awesome. these Legos to reflect the different characters that uh, Peter Gabriel portrayed on stage. Now, is the album called The Music Box or The Musical Box? No, it's uh, the song is called The Musical Box. The Musical Box? Yeah, the band is called The Music, also The Musical Box, which performs. I'm going to try to see them because I think rumor has it that the, the site no said that it's on. Talk about it that anymore. Was I'm that just gonna... scared the living crap out of Dan. <laughs> yes, he jumped out of his chair again. You want me to just pull out and whatever gets whipped out, we drink? Yeah, but no. Finish, please finish your story. So he makes all these <laughs> Lego pieces, and I really got into it, and uh, I now have a collection. Is it because that you never really had toys cool. when you were a child? Yeah, something like that. Are you Let still my that, fucking toys? Oh, Mark, this is for you. Oh, the Harry. Uh, oh, that's so cool. That is oh, cool. old school. Yeah. Getty looks like he's got like Long braces, like braces on, and he's got a retainer sticking out. You know what's great about this? Legos, right? Uh-huh. And everybody had, when they were kids, everybody had these Lego the people. square fucking Legos. Right? But everybody had the people, the Lego yeah. people. The Lego now, people made As opposed to, let's compare these to Funko Pops. Oh, way God. smaller. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very cool, but way smaller. Easier to kind of display and collect a bunch of them. People run out of room when they go crazy collecting the Funko Pops. Or anything else. Yeah. Let's be honest. I so, guess I'm going to need a napkin. Or oh, a my towel. goodness. Okay. Benji, thank Real you again. Quick, very, very nice. Opening that, I'm going to look at my volcanic vodka gift from Benji. So we're going to be drinking beer wise. Let me finish. <laughs> just has to tell you what that. he's doing. From the ashes we rise. Super premium volcanic vodka. Handcrafted in Iceland. Ooh, established Iceland. in 2010. Wow. Icelandic vodka. Ingredients, pure Icelandic spring water. French grain filtered through lava rock. It's got Volcanic ice. vodka lava produced rock. by Volcanic Drinks EHF. I can't even drink this. Why? Because it has... Freaking Icelandic spring water in it. And you can't drink it? 
No, because I'm never going to get Icelandic spring water again unless I go to Iceland. <laughs> well, that's our new trip that we're going to do then. Let's go to yeah. Iceland, dude. This Podcast. is beautiful, man. Thank you. You're very and welcome. thank you to Vicky. Yeah, Vicky, we love you. Ben, not so much, but we love you. Oh. We adore weird. Ben, though. Oh, my goodness, All right, Ben. Please inform us about the beer. Yeah. We are drinking. Thanks, Ben. Lagunitas. The Hairy Eyeball Ale. This is one of my favorite. Is it an IPA? Here's looking at you. It's an ale. Here's looking at you. Eyeball Ale. One eye? This is one of my favorite brewers. Lagunitas. It comes in at a 9.4 alcohol high volume. Okay. Benji wants a Dewey. My favorite Lagunitas is Little Something. It's a something, wheat something. IPA. It's a light IPA, and their IPA, Lagunitas IPA, is very good IPA. Did we not have that at Coheed and Cambria the other night? We did. Yes, yes we did. Well, yeah, that's another story. Um, when I left, it was LaGuardia to fly out to Houston. I had Lagunitas in that red can. It's like a new can. I think it's a new can. Uh, but a lot of places are starting to carry the Lagunitas IPAs. Even if it's their only IPA. Oh, so nice. very, very good beer. Well, gentlemen, let's uh, do a quick description. Ben, you want to give it a shot? It is like a murky amber. With it almost chunks looks honey-ish. in it, dude. If you look at the bottom of your glass, there's like floating debris. No, I think that's just dirt. <laughs> that's the that's the hair from the eyeball. Dude, Here we go. eyeball funk. Oh, it like, smells good. Almost like your dog, It smells very like good. Like your dog has yeah. that eye goo that you wipe away. Yeah, that's what's that's in here. the color. It's the, it's the eye, eye goo. goo beer. Doggy eye goo color. Smell it, folks. Smell test. It actually smells pretty good. It, it has a good. better aftertaste than a before taste. Than a before taste. <laughs> I like Can the during so taste. It's an, it's an over nine... <laughs> Nine point something ABV, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have any other information, or was I just not uh, listening? Wow, it tastes like a very light porter. You know, <laughs> it has that body. That a light porter, a light stout. Yeah, uh, yeah. very good. Though. I think it's excellent. I have to give it a really perihelial release. Okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. Perihelial. Perihelial. I don't know. Keep trying. Keep trying, Ben. Mark, look at it. <laughs> Let's see. Lyle, yeah. Lyle? Lyle? At the very top. Perry Heal. Okay, let's try it. It's spelled P E R I H E L I A L. Release. So it sounds like Perihelio. Perihelio? 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 Perihelial release. Nice the hairy release. eyeball. And the label has a dog that looks like Petey <laughs> from the Little Rascals, and he's got like a black eye. That must have been him fighting Ben for the bottle. <laughs> ben got the best of him. Evaporate. Evaporate. <laughs> that was a funny story. We'll talk about that sometime. So hmm. this is from the Lagunas Brewing Company, Petaluma. California. Laganitas. Laganitas. <laughs> Lagunas? The creature Lagunas. from the Black Laguna Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, this is really good, though. It is. Very enjoyable. All right, so let's see. It's got a lot of ratings. It's got. It's very wow. highly rated. I, I really like this. It's very good. It's a 9 point what? It's a 9.1 ABV. Wow. It says 9.4 in the bottle. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at at the untapped website. Maybe there's a little mistake. 57 IBU rating. I don't know right? what that means. That's 500,000 BTUs. Oh, oh. Bitterness units. It doesn't taste bitter at all, though. No, no. It, it's a malty kind yeah, of taste. Yeah, that's a right? perfect. Yes. Yeah, malty, not bitter. I mean, it's a very robust beer. You know. But it's, it's not a, for the faint of hearted or the light beer crowd. You will not like this if you drink Coors Light, Bud Light, you know, Michelob Light. Does, right. It's a strong ale, right? It's a strong American ale. It's a very ale. good ale. Very good. Cheers. But it does remind me of a porter, a mm. little bit lighter mm-hmm. than a porter. There's it's a little like bit the left if anybody wants a little top mm-hmm. off. It's the uh, bantamweight porter, if mm. we're doing the boxing analogy. Yes. But it's very chunky. It's got like 
debris in it. Chunky monkey. It's a meal. Yeah, it's That's a meal and a half. It's been sitting in Ben's garage for <laughs> it's six mealworms. Years. It's mealworms are in there. Now beer has at least a year shelf life, I would believe. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Ben, did you get this from ben the place I good. suggested? No. I got it from the place local to me. Okay. My garage. <laughs> I'm not going to plug my favorite beer slash cigar shop, but it's very, very good. This one's for Ben. So nice. we are actually, we opened the show with ACDC. Why? Because we... We're having a discussion about Thank bands, and we were talking about how sometimes bands radically change their sound, radically change their direction, and what happens? Do they become more successful? Do they become less successful? Do they lose a ton of fans? Do they piss a lot of people off? And ACDC is one of those bands that despite losing their frontman at one point, they really haven't changed their sound very much at all. Well, you can listen to the Bon Scott era of ACDC and then the Brian Jones. There's no difference. The band is the band. Every time you play ACDC, you know what you're going to get. There's no other straightforward, this is it. Odd question. And I always From thought about this. Man. <laughs> and I always wondered what it would be like or how different would it be if Brian Johnson... Or Bon Scott didn't pass away, and if Back in Black came out, would it still be as big as it was? I think it would have. With Bon Scott on vocals. Yes. I think it would have, because they were on the cusp before that album came out, because Dirty Deeds was getting a lot of airplay, but was that because of Bon Scott's death that that TNT and a bunch of other early stuff was getting a lot of play? I'm not sure. How about this? Uh... Big Balls, that song, that became a big hit. Right, because when I think of that era, I think more the, what is that expression, tongue-in-cheek, like a little, yeah. he's, he's like giggling almost if you cheeky, want. You know. yeah, a little cheeky, he's like, he's like, you know, it's like a little humorous in the background where all of a sudden back in black isn't as humorous. It's, it's serious. It's some yeah. really strong stuff. I don't think, so that's actually for a really me good personally, point. Mm -hmm. it's one of those rare albums that, I could listen to any song on there and be satisfied. Hmm. I found that very, very odd because I wasn't big into ACDC. And all of a sudden, oh. I get the Back in Black album, and I'm like, holy crap. And then you start learning the history yeah, and all that. So, Good point, So ben. now that brings up a great point. So let's say Back in Black was written with Bon Scott yeah. on vocals. Totally different approach to lyrics, right? You would have That's to true. imagine. Right. The right. music may have been the same song, but the lyrics could have been different. The lyrics could have been different. The approach. Mm -hmm. the, the, there could have been arrangements. Everything could have been, everything could have been more lighthearted. Mm -hmm. It could have been a right. more fun exactly. album. Exactly. There's some heaviness because of what happened when they recorded this album. Plus, Brian Jones had something. To, Johnson, Brian Jones. He's the dead <laughs> rolling song. <laughs> Brian Johnson had something to prove. Here he is getting That's into true, an established think about band. That. And he's got to pick up. Because it, it's so effed up that um, Bon Scott had really thought that he would be a great replacement for him. And lo and behold, it happened. There was a really good documentary on Bon Scott. I forget what service it was. Really good. Because it explains his early life. Uh, when he got involved with ACDC, they already an up-and-coming band. They already were established. And he had gone to England before that, and the band he was in failed. So he went back to Australia, and he just he got into a car accident and all this. Are you talking about Bon Scott or Brian Johnson? Bon Scott. Okay. And then he hooked up with the guys in ACDC. And so what album did Bon Scott first record with them? Was he on every album? Was he on High Voltage? I thought he yeah. was. I thought he was on yeah, everything. He, prior. On everything on the big release. Yeah, uh -huh. on their releases, yes. But before they hit it big... They're on the cusp, and they got him, and he put them over the top. Right. So high volt, high voltage TNT, um, dirty deeds you mentioned, mm -hmm. huge hit. Wow, we can't play that one. No, we can't play that one ever. Find some more ACDC. Yeah, we'll okay. Oh, this is great. I love this song. Right. So you had dirty deeds, mm -hmm. which had. Let me see. What kind of success did dirty deeds have? 
Cheeky. <laughs> Her name is Ben Dover. All right. So Dirty Deeds you know uh, how she goes. spawned Jailbreak, which is a huge song. Yeah. Jailbreak and Dirty Deeds. Mm. Yeah. After that, you had Let There Be Rock. Let There Be Right. Let There Be Right. <laughs> Let There Be Left. <laughs> which is definitely one of my, one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Dog Eat Dog, Whole Lot of Rosie, which we're listening to right now. Let There Be Rock. Really, really great stuff. And then Power Age, which had Riff Raff and, and friggin' what, what else? Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Rock you- and Roll Damnation. All right, so they had singles that charted off of all these albums, and then Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. All right, Highway to Hell, huge album. Yep. Um, great Highway to Hell, Girls Got Rhythm, Touch Too Much. Touch Too Much, if you listen to that song, it is a very different song. Vocally, musically, it's a very understated song. It's got a lot of great um, power to it, but it's kind of like more low-key. Very, very cool stuff. And that was right before... Uh, Back in Black came out, mm-hmm. right? So, Highway to Hell, huge song still today. Um, so they were well on their way before mm-hmm. Bon Scott passed. Now imagine the pressure going in to fill right. his shoes, but they picked the right guy and yeah. he stepped up and awesome. But and not only did they pick the right guy, but they picked a guy who had his own vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the hat, he had the look. Like he was, he was his own. Uh, besides his vocals. Have you ever seen pictures of him in his other band when he had hair? No. Holy, it's like, he looks like Twisted Sister. <laughs> like Dee Schneider without the women's Oh, he had the, the tight oh, curls, Oh my God, right? he had just hair all over the place. You ha- And there's a video for this song. Excellent. When they did it live, I mean, they exaggerated the guitar in the beginning. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I was never really into them, but now after that documentary about mm. Bon Scott, you get it? I love when they do that. A documentary, so you get an appreciation for right. the human aspect of it and the truth about how the band came about and the struggles. It's great. And you appreciate what they went through, and it's holding up now. I'm definitely going to look into that Bon Scott documentary mm-hmm. because a lot of people, like when Brian Johnson first... Um, when Back in Black first came out and people got a, a listen to Brian Johnson, they were comparing him to Von Scott because he had a raspy voice, you know. Yeah. But if you listen to the two of them, they're not similar no. at all. You know, they had two totally very, very different styles. And Bon Scott sang in a higher register a lot of the times with that raspy mm-hmm. kind of gravelly sound, which made him totally unique. But still today, getting back to the original point of all of this, is that ACDC will still sell out arenas if they were still touring, which they're not. I don't think they're touring anymore. No, but, when they but were, then they fall into the thing where now there was a problem with uh, his the singer's hearing, so then Axl right. Rose took over, right. and That's right. that was a fiasco. Yeah. And then Malcolm well, passed away. No, actually, that. in my opinion, I can't honestly say because I didn't go to the shows. I don't know. I heard it was good. Yeah, with well, Axel. good for them. Good for Axel. Good. He deserves a win every once in a while. Good for him. <laughs> and that's something that doesn't often happen with yeah. big bands like that. They won't bring in like another huge name to take over. To take over. You know, it happens every once in a while, but not that often. That could be a topic yeah. for mm-hmm. another podcast. Yeah. There you go. But I've seen videos of ACDC, you know, playing festivals in front of a hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah. It's like no it's big like deal. Unbelievable. Yeah. So they they are probably one of the biggest bands in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, they were still touring, they have been for a while. They have been. Yeah, for sure. So now getting back to the original topic, which was you know how I'm getting attacked by Louis. Is he bothering you? No, are you okay I like him. He's a good, I don't want to hurt him because I'm petting him, and I'm looking at the uh, playlist. I, mean, I don't know because I saw you flinch. Are you okay over there? No, I was scratching my eye. Should I put him in the? Louis, Put you him good? in the meat grinder. It's a meat grinder. <laughs> Louis's good. He's good. I've been Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Louis's not good. Louis's awesome. Louis's a good boy. He's the best good boy. I bought him shirts. Now he is an XS. He's an extra small. These shirts must run a little small. So is dad. <laughs> Because when it, when I put it on him, it looked okay at first, but then it kind of rode up because he's got a big chest. 
Dolly and Parton's it looked, dog? It looked like he was wearing a tube top. So I got <laughs> I had to get him the small, and we'll see if the smalls fit. Good boy. But Louie's got a swarm in his body. But those shirts are a little bit too small. Why? Because he's got... He's got big balls. Uh-huh. No, he's in great shape. So, getting back to topic, we kind of veered off a little bit, but this topic of how people have their loyalty to their bands or they ditch them when they do something different. Right. This band, for example, has been the same from day yeah. one to now. Uh, yeah, I think they've kept their fan base mm-hmm. even after Bon Scott passed. And they went on with a new singer, and they probably had the most success they'd ever yeah. had. <clears throat> and they kept making music. Don't they make six or seven more albums after Back in Black? Yep. And, and they then, were still touring on them until yeah, recently? Yeah, well, Malcolm died, but then they got uh, one of the family members, a nephew or something, to take his place. Okay. So we're, when Ben croaks, they'll probably yeah. get another one of his family members <laughs> to take his place. The Somebody who would actually play the music. <laughs> We were also talking last week or the week before one of the shows recently about what happens when um, somebody gets too sick to tour. Right? We were talking about Mick Mars. Mm -hmm. But then we can talk about this all night, but we're going to kind of keep it close to center. There are a lot of different ways to look at it. Like, for example, these guys still relevant, although they haven't put out an album in a while, but people love them. Um, they have other bands that are like on perpetual farewell tours, like the Who, uh, Kiss. Uh-huh. How long? How many years have they been on a farewell tour? A lot of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think this is it. This is the yeah. ending. But then also we can look at how Molly Crew too. Molly Crew's yeah. been doing their farewell That's, tour for ten yeah. years already. But then we have examples of these bands who are yeah were farewell touring and stuff, but. They have personnel changes, too. Just so you know, ACDC released Power Up in 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. So, just so you know. Oh, okay. I was misinformed by our crack research staff, because they're on crack. But anyway, so many I've bands... I've not heard one song from that yeah. album. No. So many... I'll check it out after this uh, discussion. Yeah, so you have bands who are touched by the hand of the Grim Reaper, but keep going. For example, recently, Foo Fighters... Who would have thought that after a year they're back in the studio, they recorded music. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, I'm not sure who's playing drums on a full-time basis, but we we don't know that yet, but they're still making the music, you know? So it all depends on the band, their state of mind, what they want to do. Uh, other bands who, let's say, for example, lost a drummer, Led Zeppelin, they hung it up. After, like Ben always says, John mm-hmm. Bohammon. His real name is Bonham. Not Brom. Not Brahms. Brahms. John Brahms. Yeah. So the Doors without Jim Morrison. You have Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain Crooks. Soundgarden. Chris Cornell goes. That's it. Van Halen. Now that Eddie's gone, there's no band. Uh, you also have Typo Negative. Right. And mm-hmm. Motorhead. Lemmy goes. That's, that's the band. It, the whole band. So those are some bands who, again, and Motorhead. Rush too, you could put in there. Oh well, even they, they retired. They, they retired but but if you look at a band that never changed, Motorhead from day mm-hmm. one till the day Lemmy died, same thing. You knew what you were getting with them. With an incredibly loyal fan base. Yeah, throughout they all do the years exactly. that they were in existence. But do you think that that loyalty comes from them doing the same thing and being consistent, where they don't let their fans down? That could be. That could very well be. You know, if if you are a fan of a band and they consistently give you what you love, why you lo- fell in love with them in the first place, mm-hmm. I could see people being very loyal, especially in the metal community. Yeah, but they have the most loyal fans in rock. Yeah. And the metal fans just happen to be like the most loyal there is. But who, who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? Well, it's a trick question because Lemmy is God. Oh, oh Benji pulling nice that one out man. of the back pocket. So that brings. What do you want me to drink the backwash? But look yeah. at look in there. It's chunky. there are chunks in the bottom of this. Oh really, yeah. Yeah. dude? You gave us like expired beer. Expired. 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 <laughs> it's like my beers that I give you guys. Expired. Dan, are these from 2020? It's 2023. No, guys, it's from 1990. That's Some beers do have this this kind of residue in them, depending on how they're made. It? No, you don't shake no, a you beer, dude. Shake. It doesn't say anything on here. 
You don't shake it. We're going to take a quick break while we wash our glasses out and get ready for round two. <laughs> and of get tested Mine is for good. And we will get back to the topic at hand. No, no, no. Before we change. You know, you talk about these bands that we're stay consistent. We're not changing clothes and Your we're underwear? not changing. We're the same, Ben. We're not changing. That's why Brent. our fans love us. It's the same what goddamn podcast over and over again. Ben, you're supposed to talk while the show is on, not when we're re ready to take a break. All right, but go you ahead. pulled the break out of your ass. I wasn't expecting a break. I thought we were going to keep on talking. Yeah, why are we breaking, man? Because he has ass. to clean his glass. I can't. All right, Ben, clean all our glasses. You do. I'm going to clean all the glasses. Let Louie clean the glasses. He's good at that. All right. He's our bartender, guest bartender. Uh, am I going to be able to talk when I get back? Maybe. Yes, we're Depends on how well you clean the glasses. These we're are your challenges, you Ben. And we're he's, gonna like, he's like Hercules. We give him challenges, and if he passes the challenges, he can continue. Look at his stupid Crocs. He's, he's wearing, Crocs. wearing a, a Machine Gun Kelly t-shirt. Does he have gibbets on his Crocs? No, he has like giblets on his Crocs. Fucking loser. He's got banana socks with Crocs. <laughs> Banana socks and Crocs. <laughs> it sounds like Dr. Seuss. Oh, those are bananas. I thought that was his nose. I thought that was portrait. Oh, on the oh. Profile shot. Oh, he only washed his own glass. Oh, is that what that, his shirt says? MGK? Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. I asked him, what's that? And he goes, Machine Gun Kelly. And I'm like, really? Machine and Gun it, Kelly. And it's three MGKs. The first one's pink. The middle one's white with a pink outline. Thank yeah, you, but bro. Ben, come on, man. You're, what band were you willing to discuss, or where are you going? Okay, So ben I want to take a uh, ticket trip down um, memory lane. No, he can't. Pick up from. He can't even remember. Is, we talk about these bands that have stayed true to their form, dare I say. ACDC. Yes. Uh, Motorhead. Judas Priest. Judas Priest. Iron Maiden. The the real question is, do you think they never veered out, or how do you think the fans would have handled them if they decided to explore musically? Well, so or they didn't ever want to take that chance because they said, this is what our fans wanted. This. So I'm trying to figure out band. why some of these bands, because believe it or not, Collective Soul is one of those bands that if you were to put a song on from their new oh, album, that, their album, from their first album, Sounds the same, man. It sounds like this. And it's good. No, it's and it's really good that you're that talking about this to because you. I don't think anybody else has ever done that. What? Played a song from their first album. And we're not going to do that. You know what's really now. upsetting on, on, the, on these fan groups uh, pages on Facebook? They're like, hey, tell us what you think would be a great set. Give us five songs. And they're all older songs. I said, they have so many great new songs. Are you not listening? Well, then the fans want to hear what they want to hear. And uh, screw the, them. There's so many great songs. They that? really need to listen to all their a stuff difference if of they're opinion. a true fan. See, but that's why I think you're different. Because he's very different. And, and I'll explain my reasoning Please. for why I say that about Collective Soul, but I would not say that about Genesis. And I would not say that about Queen. And we'll talk about that when that comes up. So why don't you talk about it right now? Okay, so let's talk about we're that. Talk about soul. That. What's their when first? We're right, when we're right back. <laughs> when we're right back from jail. When we're right back on the Drinking with one? Friends podcast. Ben, um, what's their the first album? I'm sorry? Collective Soul. What's their first album? Hints and allegations and something else. <laughs> <laughs> ben said about biggest fan. It has, and... a, it has the song Shine on it. Oh, so yeah. You're, so you're Okay, question. wait, listen, listen. This is Shine. We all know this song. Yeah, everybody knows Benji. This, this I saw them in concert Sunday a few nights ago. This was the fourth song. And a guy dressed as a banana guy. And they could have left because the they crowd suck. was up. They had to put on the house lights because everybody gave them a standing ovation. We were clapping, screaming, chanting for at least two minutes. We were. Did you catch that? We were. Yeah. Who's we, Ben? The whole audience. Oh, you, you're part of the collective. Yes. I'm the collectors. He's one of the souls. <laughs> He's the collectors. I'm the soul You're a soul collector. Yeah. <laughs> Who's so, that? Soul collector. Oh, so, this has fancy rapping. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. Purple. So, all right. This is the first album and so, the biggest song so off that album. So your question, Ben, is what would motivate a band to stay exactly the same and what would motivate a band <laughs> now listen to, this. to completely this is a song change called their Heavy. Sound. 
very different productions better than this is, right this right right well, no 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 so so no no now we got to go back and the issue was that that hints and allegations and all that, that's a demo and they got picked up by a record company and they were just like oh great we're gonna re-record this album he goes no we're gonna release that demo as is start working on another album yeah. and they were like what the f- are you kidding me you know what? And then deja vu, that led to their next the album, their but third song, album. I'm talking. That led to their third album called Discipline Breakdown, and that's when they broke down their relationship. So anyway, oh, so that song, yeah, that you just played before this, yeah. Shine, that was on the demo. That song was on the demo. That's their demo. All right, well, that's not for bad them. for a demo. It's not bad but this for sounds demo. a lot better. The recording's See, better, production's better. That's where the record company knows best, because the quality was there for, to be released. Why waste the money? Right. Why we record it? So, Ben, what was... And uh, it proved to be a big hit for the band, and now we still have to be listening to Collective Soul all these years later because of that song. But why? Me, it was the second album. I really got into... And what's that? Uh, Collective Soul, the blue no, album. No shit, but you gotta uh, tell me. December. Okay. And the world I know, a little bit more mellow. Okay, but the word the song "gel" gel was on there. If you want to rock this is into the world I know, you you are unique because you like these bands that were big years ago, mm-hmm. right? Fair to say. That's and from you, the man who still lives like he's in high school. Yes, but you give all of their music equal attention yes right you give them a chance you're not one of those fans that goes well it's not an old song so i don't like the way I they like sound the now. new stuff it i sucks. don't like the new stuff or you go to a concert and you boo them when they want to play their new music which is what they're there to do right. promote, promote the, the new, new stuff album. they get tired of playing the old shit all over so and that's over kind of like what we're talking about here yeah. where so you bought into the band and you're yes 100 in Something about the band, every song. But you, you, but you do that with a few bands that nobody Just a few. likes. Yeah, like all. Dijuala is another one. God. Now, now, Fish, older Genesis, Fish, Queen, Swaller. If I talk if about I, those, if I listen to Dishwalla, mm-hmm. I might like it. Yeah, but I know that one song I don't like, but I could listen to them and actually like it. Okay, but. All right, now no, this I is can't. no, I can't. <laughs> You're such a lion sack. Um, but they have bands who completely change with time because they either embrace technology. Uh, Van Halen. Yeah, that's a great example. We could do that. For example, um, what are we talking about now? Van oh, a band, a band that embraced technology and completely changed their sound was Van Halen, when Eddie started to experiment with the synthesizer. Yeah, so you have, you know... There's the, a cork in here. There's a cork? So you have... In your butt? <laughs> you have this. Let's mingle! Iconic guitar, just straight ahead. Ain't talking about love. Yeah. Ain't talking about Ben's favorite band, that's for sure. Anyway, so you got this. And then they progress over time. To this, and when did when did this come out? This came out in 1978, <gasps> I think. We need ben, a, it's cork got a cork. Screw. Ben bought a beer with a cork. So then you have this album, Unchained. Yes. Yeah, so now you hear the difference. It's a little bit more. <clears throat> was this fair warning? Yes. So this album was a little bit of a departure for them. Right. And then. Try, try over there. The adults are talking. Go ahead in the second drawer. <laughs> and there might be a, a bottle opener. Then you go to this. Yep. And then this is a perfect band example. When this happened, David Lee Roth, the lead singer, is like, dude, we had something good going. Oh, we, you wait one too? Or is this 1984? 1984. So this is the last album with Dave. So now this oh, comes oh, you out. Oh, wait one too was... Sam, oh, Sammy. you sucked one too. Yeah, that's with Sammy. But so now Dave's like, dude, this isn't like Van Halen. Where's the guitars? What the hell are you doing? Yeah. So there was a little conflict there with him and Eddie. Plus other things. But when your basic core people in the band don't see eye to eye in the direction that they want to go, that's yeah. a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. So now I wouldn't listen. If, if, if I was in Van Halen and we were kicking ass all over the, the yeah. world. 
And then Eddie comes in with this. But then also you have to understand, like you said before, the humans, they're musicians, they're artists. I don't want to keep doing the same goddamn thing right. I've been doing for the last 10 years. Let's do something else. Look, I used to play piano. Let's try keyboards. And you could, yeah, sure. Somebody could be, become obsessed with brand new technology. Wow, that mm -hmm. sounds really cool. And then you get this. Yeah. <clears throat> and as a result of this, you get something else that keep comes that, in. Yeah, keep that there. Where is it? Hold on. You get... This stuff. <laughs> oh no, the worst. This is the worst. What, Ben trying to open a freaking oh, bottle with a cork yo. in it? No, that's the best. Ben doesn't have what it oh, takes. He's been boggled by a bottle even, with a cork in it. Even the drums he changed. He gave up. Even the drums changed. Yeah, they sound the like album. they're electric drums which I think at some point he was playing electronic yeah. drums there it goes, there it goes. Yeah. all right so now Dave leaves they get Sammy and this is the result and listen Sammy had a pretty changed. good career going you know I can't drive 55 yeah one two three lock box you mm -hmm. know he was he was having some success your love is driving me crazy right that was a huge song for him I pulled that one out of my ass <laughs> but and, and listen In he's a great ass. vocalist he's still a great vocalist but man this ain't Van Halen no how about this one How about this one? Fucking guys, you're killing me. Oh. Sounds like Paul Gilbert and his drill. That's a that's a that's a power drill. Yeah, but that he ripped that off of Paul Gilbert, who used to do the power drill thing. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, this is pound cake, right? Yeah. Is this Gary Sharon? This is Gary Sharon. No, it's Sammy. This is Sammy. Oh, yeah. okay. Cheers. Gary Sharon came later. Yes. Yes. My Sharon. I always thought he uh, was before. Sammy, but I was wrong. No, he no, was he's a couple between of innings. After Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Extreme just came out with a new record, yes. by the way. And they're playing at the Paramount. Oh, yeah, I would see yeah. them. I saw and Living Color is opening up for them. Wow. Oh, really? That's a good oh, okay, show. That's cool. Yeah, maybe we'll go to that. So I, I can saw, teach Nuno how to play. I think I saw Extreme at Westbury, the theater at Westbury. Yeah. Not the. No, I thought you just saw a Nuno Betancourt. The it's stage. the space. Well, the and space. Then, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, this, yeah. That's this it. is the where it gets worse. No, I saw Extreme there. Oh, really? And they were great. And a quick story, because I probably told this on an earlier podcast. When I was a kid, when I was like 17, 18 years old. Before Extreme, color television. Extreme yes. released their first record, and they played at Lemoore's in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. We, I was in a band at the time, and all of us loved Extreme's album so much <laughs> that we listened to it all the time. It was like funk metal, mm -hmm. right? Had a really great groove to it. And of course, Nuno was great. Sharon, I thought it was a great vocalist at the time. So we went to the show and we waited outside by their tour bus after the show. Nobody was there but us. We knew all the words to the songs. Like we were really into the band. So they came out and they were super cool and were hanging out with us. All these years later, maybe about six years ago, I saw them at the Space at Westbury. And I went out, it was freezing cold, hanging out by their tour bus. He's they trying came to out. steal the tires. <laughs> Gary came out. Nuno came out. It was super cool. Hey, it's you from our first and gig. I, and I told him, I said, yeah, back in Lemoore's when you guys first, you know, released your first album, we were hanging out outside the bus. He's like, oh, that was you guys? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> in leather. But just as cool, yeah. you know, kind of full circle moment. So, yeah. And now and this not is. Not to change the subject, the, but we're, what are we drinking? We're talking about this Ooh. nice beer. Um, Lindemann's. Cassis, C A S S I S, Black Crant, Crant, or Crant, Black Crant, <laughs> the Black Crant, the Black Franker, the Black Crant Lambic beer. Mm. The ingredients. That sounds Appealing amazing. Tart, hey, do you want to take a first taste? Black Crant, Benaretti, look, Benaretti, flavor and character. Here. You fucking, ugh. 
After all these episodes, you would think Ben knows how the podcast works. Exceptional complexity. Because you're like, oh, this is good. It's Belgian. I did already take a sip. (laughs) It's Belgian. Now, it's got a kind of purplish hue. It's very taut. It's very pretty. And it's it's, uh, carbonated. Yeah, it's well, a little most fist beer is. <laughs> no, but it's like a seltzery carbonation. Yeah. It's a different carbonation. Oh, wow. It's a very fine carbonation. It tastes like a it, sparkling wine. It comes from Belgium? Yeah, Ben, we Belgium. said that. Oh, you did? Yeah, Belgium, not Belgian. Anyway, it's, I can't do this. It's a black croissant. <laughs> so now, Belgium. if you want to go the same direction we were talking in, bands who no, start No, I haven't given my opinion on this, and Ben has to give them information. Okay. Or did you already? No, Dan read it all, but I, they don't say the what the alcohol by volume is. It's very good. It is it's very, very good. good. And I got like a drop because I poured you a big glass. You did. Fuck. It's very tasty. It's sweet. It's almost mm. like a mead. It's very, it's got that tartness though. It's got the tartness. It has a, like if you take uh, grape juice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, and it's, it's very, very like enjoyable. Said, the carbonation is very light. It's not like a beer. No, it's not like a beer at all. It doesn't have the heavy, 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 heavy. It's appealing. It's heavy metal. Happy New Year. Black Courant. Remember when flavor and character? Remember when what's his name did the freaking New Year's Eve show one too many years? Oh yeah, Dick Clark. Dick Clark. And Ben's they went to him and he's like, Bad. "Happy New Year." <laughs> That's after he had a stroke, dude. That's effed up, man. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. Can you see the bottle? Mm-hmm. So. Another band. And and who stepped in shit to get that gig from him? Yeah. He's not going to be a billionaire. Oh. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. What the a guy that always wanted to do that. The guy that beat out Dunkelman. He beat him over the <laughs> head at American Idol. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. The first year was him and Dunkelman. Uh-huh. And yeah. Dunkelman, he gave the axe to Dunkelman, man. He, he was must out. have backstabbed the guy. He banged him in the. All of a sudden, Dunkelman was locker. gone. And freaking. Right? Now, this and is. And this a, guy's all over the place. This is an example of a band that starts. A certain way winds up a million miles from the beginning. Rush. Yeah. This is the first yep, album. This is the first album with John Rutsey on drums. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now they're not very uh, heady with the lyrics. It's just basic rock, straightforward. Right. Yeah. They have Getty and Alex writing lyrics with John Rutsey. So I don't know who wrote the lyrics to this particular song, but. We'll give you a quick taste, and we'll go to the next one where Neil comes in. Oh, see, so this is a lambic. Yeah, it's okay. made from lambs. That's why it tastes so different. So you get a general idea: Getty's high-pitched vocals, screaming, "Ooh, yeah!" They always stayed high-pitched for a long time. Yeah, but you're a Coheed fan, so that's like nothing to yeah. you. This is like, you know, baritone. So it's very straight-ahead rock, nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm just you hear some complexity in the bass lines. Yeah, but that's because of the individual playing it. It's not the band's idea to let's be very complex. That comes later. But next album, they get a new so drummer. Do you think, so do you think Neil not only brought lyrical complexity but rhythmic complexity? Time changes because he was the other guys to to push the envelope their game. rhythmically mm-hmm. as well. And now they're getting more into conceptual things. They're getting more into deeper meaning to lyrics. It's more cerebral than it was with the first album. You're going to see as they progress. And it's the same for Genesis. Genesis had like two or three different drummers at one time in the beginning. Because they weren't very good. And then they realized that we need the drummer to step up their game. So they started auditioning. Oh, okay. And And they got uh, Phil Collins. And Phil Coolo came down early because he said I always get there early and they were like well you're here early sit out by the pool so as he was sitting out by the pool side he got to hear the songs and hear the other drummers mess up and then when he came in he just knew how to play the songs you're smart very smart guy not very talented but smart oh. so so now so, the, you can hear the change in the band yeah with the second album even the dynamics right yeah how it drops way down he's singing the lyrics Yep. Right, it comes out louder. Comes down for the verse. Yep, and then we skip an album and go to this one. Twenty one twelve. So now as Overture. they progress, yeah, the sound is much different than the first album. 
Now, what's this? Synthesizers, little mm -hmm. background stuff. A lot know. more delay effects on the guitars and stuff as yeah, well. but they're experimenting now. And this mm. album has a lot of history to it because this is their make-or-break album. They bombed with Crest of Steel that came out before this. And you guys know the story. They were like, all right, if we're going to go, we may as well make the album yeah, we want to make. Yeah, what we want to make, right. And this is the result. But it's a long, long song. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But this thing. is not something you would typically put together if you, you know, were beholden to a record company and wanted Which, to impress people. But that was the thing. Right. The record company wanted them to sound like bad company. You're not going to put together, I don't know, how many, 12-minute songs? and, and yeah, it's insane. 20-minute song. And they're all different. You get that one. You have this one. It has this like texture to it that's mm -hmm. supposed to be all over the world, you know. But but another great album. Mm -hmm. And then after that, what what came next? Then the live album, all the world's a stage, mm -hmm. and then this album comes in. A farewell to kings. Oh, farewell to kings. And even that so song. They didn't really get to their good stuff yet. No, like but, they're really popular. The but, stuff that propelled them. Yeah, but then you have a difference in the guitars now. Mm -hmm. He's focusing on the classical guitar, featuring that. The songwriting gets... Rush, big... has, Rush has like 72 albums. We got to speed this up. Yeah, okay. So then you get something like Sidness. Get to permanent waves. Okay, get to, we'll get, get to, to hemispheres. All right, here we go. So we're going from A Farewell to King to one of Mark's favorites, Hemispheres. And Great we, album. We... I love this song. Again. The Villa Strangiato. Yes. We were privileged to hear this on the last podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which Live. I won't indulge again, buddy. Then you have Sickness, X1. But listen, you, you, you named a ton of albums already that yeah. Rush had, right? Permanent Waves was huge. Spirit All of right, Radio. let's go to Permanent, Permanent Waves because waves. That's, that's the that's modern we start, era. We start getting into... Oh my gosh, have you heard this record? Right. You know, they had some stuff in the back but, and then in the past. listen to the different textures of this mm -hmm. song. It has some odd time signatures in it, but it flows and it's got a little reggae influence in mm -hmm. it too. It's got all kinds of different things going on. And the keyboards, they they add enhancement mm -hmm. and accents. They they're not the they're not really the song. Yeah, foreground yet. But they're floating around. Mm -hmm. And they were on the last two albums before that, but they weren't the main feature of the song. So you have a song like that and a song like Free Will. Free Willy? Free Willy. <laughs> I'm trying to do the whale sound, but I can't. Then you have a song like this one. Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. But now, see the difference between albums, how they've progressed, and you hear more of the That was one of my favorites record. on that record. Yeah, great song. And then... So when I was one. a kid, about 15 years old, I was visiting oh, my... a couple days ago? Yeah. I was visiting my cousin in California, mm -hmm. and we were hanging out, and he played me this album. He played yeah. me um, Permanent Waves. Mm -hmm. And then he showed me Hemispheres. And I was like blown away. That was the first time I'd ever heard Rush... And that's probably why those are my two favorite albums. But then you get this one, which was their biggest. Are we going to go song by song, Dan? No, we're just. And now this so album. now we get to Moving Pictures, which mm -hmm. they exploded from Moving yeah. Pictures. But they had already had a lot of success before that. And the album before this, Permanent Waves, set the stage for this yeah. album. So we all know about this album. I'm not going to do Overkill, but this one killed it. This, Not this one, but this is the beginning of the transition. Of the end. Yes. Now, the, beginning of the, end. the keyboards take the over. Of the yeah. F you. The, see, I'm a big, right. huge Rush so fan, so me, they can do no wrong. For me, what you just played was where it stops. Yeah, I understand that. A lot of people were like, oh, this sucks. And then, you know. So subdivisions. One of the one of my student bands was playing. Not one yeah. of my student bands, but one of the student bands in the school that I teach at. They were playing subdivision, and so I was telling the student I was teaching at the time, I hate Rush, and she goes, "You always say that." I go, "Well, it's true." You're so mean. But if you think about it, 
I can listen to old Rush just mm-hmm. like I can listen to mm-hmm. old Pink Floyd mm-hmm. and just get into it just as much as I did when I first heard it. But it's not my go-to now. Yeah. But see, this is where they lost me. <clears throat> Signals. Yeah. It was after Signals where I got lost. Like this album? What was it, Roll the Bones? Oh, yeah, that's later on. This is Grace Under Pressure. Oh, Grace Under Pressure, yeah. Good bass line, but then the next album comes up. Now the the sound changes. But listen to the guitars. Now the keyboard's big. Yeah. But also, too, he started using electronic drums. So... But go back to the song before that you just were playing. Listen to the guitar in that song. Can't go back. Can't, can't go back. This song? Yeah. Watch when the guitar comes yeah, in. Yeah, it's just... Down. But it's very heavily affected, the guitar. Yeah, it's got chorus in it. It's got delay on it. It's very thin sounding. Isn't it? It's like in the background floating yeah. around. It it's almost not, It's like a guitar a like trying a to sound like a, like a keyboard. Yeah. It was yeah. funny because that was like Genesis. The keyboardist was trying to sound like a guitar player, and the guitar player was trying to sound like a keyboardist. Yeah. So as we illustrated, that's how that happened. Then, but see, this is—I think that there are a lot of loyal Rush fans out there who love this, that love this, mm-hmm. and everything that came after it. I but only then, like Time Stand Still because of Amy Mann, and when they did it live, and she joined them on the big video screen, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But I was not, I, you know, I was out by this time. Yeah, I know. I took you I to this out. show, this tour. Okay, yeah, I we enjoyed went, it. Yeah, it was all right. But, I mean, I knew you didn't like it. What was the What was the tour where they had the washing machines on stage? Oh, that was later. Machines. That was like, I think it was... Now, honestly, can you say... Vapor Trails? Was it that ad tour? Yeah, around that era. Or the other... the. No, it was after Roll the Bones. Uh, and that, arrows, that was, snakes and arrows. Yeah, snakes and arrows, I think it was. Yeah, but Roll the Bones. Thin guitars. Right. The keyboard. And a lot of it's keyboards. Just, mm. I don't know. Now, do you think, honestly, as a Rush fan, and I mm-hmm. know you're a huge Rush fan, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, do you think they should have stopped making records a long time ago? Personally, they lost a lot of their fans, but they also kept... A majority of their hardcore fans mm-hmm. because there was something well, about them. are going to be there, but do you think that their music is held up? Do you think that they should have continued to make music? Uh, in a selfish way, being a hardcore fan, yes, but like artists, they'll change. And if you want to go along with them, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. They were lucky that a big majority of their fans stuck with them. That was a very good pres- presentation, Thank Dan. Thank you very, very much. Very good. Class. Everybody, applaud for Dan. Thank you. Here, here's a gold star. Okay, Put on your thanks. refrigerator. I don't Break. have a fridge, Ben. Start again. You said okay. No, I didn't. 